Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This episode is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use coupon code DIYBLEND to save 10% on your order. I am Joe Darnell and I'm joined today by my co-host, Eric Rauch. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How Thanks do you find your me. coffee today? Pleasant. It is uh, 10.30 in the morning, Wednesday, March 18th, and uh, I would say that my second cup of coffee is really needed today because I got up bright and early to water the lawn. We started uh, uh, laying down grass seed, and so I got my first cup of coffee extra early this morning, and the second one is so welcome. I don't normally have a second cup of coffee by 10 a.m., but uh, today is an exception. Yeah, this is this is actually my first, so it's... It's really it's very welcome for me. Yeah, it is. Oh, good, good. Uh, nobody wants to hear about my grass, but <laughs> we they, they do want to hear about my coffee, especially today's, because we're brewing something that we're also talking about. Yes, we are going to talk about the AeroPress, everything that we love about it, what sets it apart, and why it has taken off, just skyrocketed in popularity since two thousand five. But I wanted to tell a little bit about our story in relationship to AeroPress. I think it was probably mid to late 2013 that I first heard about AeroPress on other podcasts, other podcasters talking about how they use it at their home, in their home office as part of their ritual. They just find it to be uh, easy to use, uh, so easy to use. They don't really have to think about it and fiddle with it too much once they got used to the ritual. And that made it very attractive to me. So as a writer and a graphic designer who really zeroes in on his work every day, I just didn't want to spend too much time mulling over all the tools. And so that's why I picked up an AeroPress. It was also the right price. Right. It, it is very inexpensive. So I, I picked up mine, at, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, but I also checked it out on Amazon and it was basically the same price. I think it was 25 bucks at Bed Bath & Beyond and it was 30 bucks at Amazon mm-hmm. with free shipping or something. And I know a lot of people go with the Amazon Prime route. So there you go. Link to that will be in the show notes. But it is nice to see that something as simple but strange looking as the AeroPress is showing up in real department stores. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't have thought of it uh, to be there until I checked. I mean, like, I, I was mainly just curious. I didn't expect to find it anywhere in town. And then I, I go over to Bed Bath Beyond and they have, you know, they have a line now. Dude, they have. Like six or seven huge espresso machines, and some of them range in the hundreds of dollars. And I'm thinking, okay, wow, I didn't. they cover all the bases now. They also have like a dozen Keurigs, and then all these electric drip coffee makers. They have five or six French presses, you know, so some of them small, some of them large. You can get it all there now, mm-hmm. but you know you can get it all there now because they also have the Hario V60, or right. v, what, what is it, a V18? The V60. Right. V60, Okay. And you also have the AeroPress, yeah. which is swell. They, they, they've completed the picture. You go in there, you pick up your AeroPress, you take it to the checkout counter, and you say, I'm so excited to try this for the first time. And she's like, oh, what the heck is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a big syringe. What are you going to do with it? And I, I take I'm going to mainline coffee. Yes, and I, I take my new coffee toy home, and I start using it just like it says in the recipe and in the instructions inside of the box. And it was pretty good, pretty fast. And then I started telling you about it, but it took a while before I actually got you sold in the idea. In fact, I had to buy one for you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I kept on hearing about it from other podcasters on uh, other podcasts, and they don't even have coffee shows. Then I I started tinkering more. One of the guys was Sean Blanc, 
and I'll, re- I'll link to him also in the show notes, but he has said a few things about the AeroPress over the years. He prefers the inverted method, which we'll be talking about today. But yeah, first I wanted to get to what your story is, but first I'll just mention I have about a year to a year and a half of, ex- of experience now with the AeroPress. Look, I love all of God's coffee makers, but this is my favorite. Like this, this one makes an excellent cup. But, but and before we end today, I want to talk about the downside to, to the AeroPress as well. So it's it's not all silver lining, right? <laughs> Where there, there there are a few shortcomings. But yeah, now no, I wanted to hear how you got started with the AeroPress too, Eric, and also the impressions that it has made on your family. Yeah, um, it's like like. Like Joe said, my first experience with the AeroPress was was through him. Uh, we used to make French press coffee just about every afternoon in the office that we both worked in. And uh, that was our coffee education, I guess, our specialty coffee education where, where we would uh, try new roasts. We would try all, all sorts of different things, and we'd, and we'd make it in a um, in an eight-cup French press, and, and, and three of us would share it and find our likes and our dislikes and, and uh, order more of the things that we – of the beans that we liked and – not reorder the ones that we didn't like. Then one day this, this, this big plastic syringe shows up on, on Joe's <laughs> coffee table in, in, in his office. And, and, uh, what's, what is this thing? At the time I was only drinking like a cup or two a day and yeah. I was having them during the work hours. Yeah. It's it, so it, it was, it was the AeroPress and, and one of the, in, in my mind, one of the, uh, really great benefits of the AeroPress is it's very small footprint. I mean, you can, you don't have to have this thing sitting on your, on your on your kitchen countertop, or I mean, you could leave it out if you want, but it, but it's it's easy. I mean, it, it takes up the the space of 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 a, of a couple of coffee cups. You know, it's on your yeah, that's in true. Your, in I your shelf, about that. it's just it's it, it's got a very small footprint, so it could be easily easily hidden if you if you need to. And uh, and the one the one that that I bought for my wife comes with this real, real chintzy plastic zip bag. <laughs> which, which is nice. You know, everything, everything fits in there. So, um, we're getting ready to go to new Orleans this weekend. So I'll just, I'll just take that with me. I'll, I'll take that whole pouch with me, throw it in my bag. And, and, uh, so we'll be able to make better coffee in our, in our hotel room than the machine. Now I've done that a couple of times and I want to talk about traveling with the AeroPress as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I can give you some, some yeah. experienced tips. Okay. In, yeah. In this, a few will, minutes. this will be my first time, my <laughs> first time doing it. So uh, maybe I'll have more, more to add later. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. And unlike Joe, I would not call it my favorite coffee maker only because I don't, I don't use it all that often. I use it mainly for testing. When I get a new coffee and, and I, and I, and I cup it, primarily I make it in the French press. And, and that's how I'll, that's how I'll sip on it. If I, it, it, if I'm specifically cupping something, I do a different method. But when I, when I make a coffee to, to sit in front of my computer, check email and sort of unconsciously taste it, I'll French press it because that's 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 the closest to to how you would how you would normally cup a coffee. That's a good point because uh, cupping coffee experts they they typically immerse the grounds in a cup and then they like sip it right off of the top of Slurp the grounds. It, yeah, the, the, yeah, with the coffee grounds in the cup, right? Right. That's yeah. Well, chance. they'll yeah. I mean, you move the, you try to get the grounds in your mouth, but but yeah, it's it's so, so it's it's somewhat similar to how the French press works. Do you think if you weren't a coffee roaster uh, extraordinaire? If you weren't making these roasts a day in and day out, that you would uh, move to a different press altogether than a French press, or would you be staying with the French press primarily? Do you think that you would uh, make the habit around the AeroPress, or what? I don't know. That's a good question. I I think I think for me, I'm a very routine 
driven person. So I th- I think for me it's primarily because this is this is how I've always done things. Um, although uh, the, the the V60 has has become a very big part of of, of my routine. Um, whereas before I would have automatically got out the French press to make a, a a small sample pot of coffee or something. Now 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 I actually do both. I I. I I put something through the French press and I put it through the V60 because they're both they're both such different different methods um and you get you get different you yeah. get different experiences from you get different tastes from the from from the same coffee bean um and and of and of course grind and and all that thing So all, your son has the Chemex, you have the Herio and the French press and then your wife has the AeroPress. Right. Well, I I have an AeroPress at at work. The one the one that you bought for us this this past Christmas, it, it it stayed at our house for about a month, um, and I used it a few times. But she she really started using it a lot because uh, you know, during the day she's the only one, the only coffee drinker home. And if if she wants a cup of coffee at at, at lunchtime or or two o'clock or something like that, then she doesn't have to make a uh, mess with the French press or anything. She just she just makes a, a single cup using the air press. So your son isn't drinking coffee regularly, yeah? Well, 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 he works. He works during the day. Oh, okay. So he's so he's not there. Um, so she just she started. She she started using it primarily for the for the ease of the of the amount you know, sure. that, that she was able to make one cup at a time, and uh, then I think it just kind of became part of her routine. So it it she, she uses it more than than I use it. I I I try. I mean, I try and 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 get it infiltrated in, into my routine, but but I end up always find myself reaching for either the French press or the or the V sixty. And that's what I found too in a different from a different standpoint. I wanted to adopt the Chemex earlier this year because I wanted to make that the one uh, device that I use for all the coffee making in the morning here yeah. at home. Because my wife really likes the pour over and all the artisans really love craft coffee out of a Chemex. So that was the impetus for when I got the six cup Chemex and started using it which led eventually to our review of it in a previous episode of Top Brew. I I thought it would be swell if I could use one uh, Chemex to make one thing of coffee for me and my wife. And if I liked it as much as she did, then I I would cut down on half of the brews I do every morning. You know, it's it's something I do for my wife every morning. I get up before she does and I make her coffee and and mine. But I always made mine in the AeroPress and hers in a pour over. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the V60, but it's actually uh, a Starbucks brand okay. that's made of ceramic. And uh, I just, you know, like it, it, it's not fiddly. It's not too, too time consuming. But if I could just make one brew every morning, it'd be great. Just a little bit more efficient. Right. But uh, I just, I could not get into the, the the swing of it with the Chemex because I had I was so comfortable using the AeroPress and I still use the AeroPress for my cup of coffee in the afternoon. I, I just couldn't get into the swing of it. My, yeah. I, I had this routine established. My habit was set because I, dude, I've been doing the AeroPress and that other pour over like every day right. for more than a year. Yeah, it's it just becomes an instinct. It's it's what you're, it's it's what you always do, and 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 it's your, and you're not thinking about it. Device. So when you, when you're at work during the day and you're roasting and your mind is set on your work, you're not even thinking about well, what what am I using for my next cup of coffee? You're going into autopilot when you approach your coffee maker and you grab the V60 and you make yourself another pour over. Right. Yeah. Primarily, what what uh, what the deciding factor is is what kind of roast is it? Um, if it's a lighter roast, I'll almost always use the the V60. Uh, if it's a darker roast, I'll I'll put it in the French press. Nice. Well, this is an AeroPress episode. 
So we should talk about the Aeropress. We've talked a lot about all the other presses in the world. So, so we'll have to talk about the Aeropress on their shows next time. Um, There are a few notes that I've made because I've been writing this gargantuan article for topbrew.fm that's going to be going out Thursday all about the Aeropress because I'm dubbing it the official. Now, I have to get your permission, Eric, I know. So I'm, I'm going to ask you right now on the podcast if I have your blessing to dub the Aeropress our favorite coffee maker for topbrew.fm. No. Oh, okay, can I call it our second favorite? <laughs> you have my permission, Joe. That'd be fine. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know what I could do with that selling point. I tell, Blasting it out on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, check out our second favorite coffee maker. I don't know if anybody would that actually click might on that be more, uh, that, but that, that might be more intriguing. Somebody wants to find oh, what's the second. I wonder what the first was. They, they do a double take. Yeah. <laughs> and so now they're, they're going to click just because it's so strange. Like nobody has that article before. Okay. Yeah. And, and that, and that's not, I'm not, I'm being facetious, but um, oh, it, me it's, too. it's, it's not my personal favorite, but not because of, of what it can do in the cup. It, it, it definitely makes a fantastic cup of coffee. There's, there's no, there's no disputing that. Um, it's just the, I, I haven't made the method, the, the brewing method part of my, Ritual. my, my, yeah. Part of my my daily routine, so I would have no we, problem. We've, we've read your brew ritual. It's yeah. on it's on the website. Yeah, I would have no problem saying that it's a it's a it's a great way to make great and simple, um, and especially if you're just brewing for yourself. Right. So some of the benefits I really like about the Aeropress is one that it's really easy to get started with one of these as a beginner, and yet the connoisseurs love it just as much as the beginners. Mm-hmm. Like if you're new to making your own craft coffee at home, you can't go wrong with the Aeropress because it's really inexpensive. And it's got a great point of entry. It has everything in the one package. When you buy it, it comes with your paper filters, your stirring utensil, even the funnel. It comes with everything you need besides the grinder, your hot water uh, device, and say your beans. It's But it's got everything else. It's got a lot more in the box right. than most other coffee makers will. And it's durable. It's not – this isn't something that you have to that you have to tiptoe around. It, there, there's no glass in it. It's all – BPA free plastic. Yeah, and, and you can knock it off. You can knock it off your countertop, and it, it's just going to bounce. Another thing about the AirPress that I really enjoy is just how easy it is to clean the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that if the, if the if the French press were a little bit easier to clean, it may very well trump the AeroPress for me, because I like the coffee oils that you get from a French press, right. and if you don't make it too strong, then I just really like the extra kick. You get from the flavors out of a French press, right? Which is one and of the, the body, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I, I don't really uh, lean towards the drip coffee makers. I, I love the full immersion and what it usually brings to the cup of coffee, and you get that with the French press and the Aero press. So there's a lot of comparison between the two because they both uh, have full immersion going on. But but Aero press also uses pressure, so it's not it's not just an immersion brewer. It, it, it's an immersion. For however long, fifteen twenty seconds, you know, however long you let it steep, but uh, but then, but then it becomes almost like an espresso machine because you're because you're you're forcing it through the paper filter. So you're you're using, I mean, not nearly the amount of pressure that an espresso machine has, but there's so it's both. It's a it's an immersion pressure brewer, right? So we'll get to more of the likes that I have in my article, which will be available again tomorrow, Thursday, March nineteenth. For the time being, I want to get to the recipe, the inverted recipe that I've been using for a while. But first, I wanted to take a moment to thank Thrasher Coffee for being our continual sponsor. Thrasher Coffee is a craft roaster from peaceful Dallas, Georgia, where Eric and his brilliant team of coffee specialists roast whole beans to order and ship them to your doorstep. 
You'll always have the tastiest fresh coffee experiences from your cup of joe for every occasion. If you are new to Thrasher's Roasts, there are four of them. The Pioneer Medium Dark, the Prospect Dark Roast, and the Liberty Blend, which is my personal favorite. Now, the thing is, though, is you really can't go wrong with any of them, so I suggest that you try them all and find a match for the one that suits your tastes. Thrasher always treats you like the handsome coffee drinker that you are. You can order whole bean coffee by the pound or join a subscription and have it sent automatically to you every two or four weeks. If you want to change your subscription from a time to time, you can always log into your account and freshen it up. And Top Brew listeners get 10% off of their first purchase with coupon code DIYBLEND at checkout. Thrasher Coffee Roasts responsibly harvested beans and supply premium, fresh, small-batch coffee experiences to their discerning customers at an affordable price. So thank you, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting Top Brew, which is this podcast and our website. So let's get back to the air press. We have, the clock is ticking, and there's so much more that I could cover. And that is why I really need this article to flesh it out. This is going to be the companion to the article when it's all said and done. And eventually – we probably could just like have a three-part like podcast trilogy about the AeroPress because of all the things we're not going to get to. Like we're not going to talk about the championships. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get to talk about the AeroPress recipe app, which is available on I think it's Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get to talk about the metal filters that are substitutes for the paper filters. Like right. there, there's a lot more we could discuss. So there will be. Yeah, it's it's a, a very versatile. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you look at it, you think it has it has one use, but it's it's a very versatile machine. So we'll have to have an episode in the future, maybe like around episode 30, called the AeroPress Strikes Back or something. Hmm. There you go. Show title. (laughs) So what I want to get to, though, is the essential recipe. Tell me, Joe, what is the essential AeroPress recipe? I start with about 12 ounces of water, which is if you you don't have a, a, a way to measure 12 ounces, that's basically a cup and a half of water. And I start by heating that up to the temperature that I prefer. How many grams of water is that, Joe? Uh, it's approximately like, what is that? 170? I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. I'm just asking. You're just messing with me. <laughs> we needed that on the podcast. We need to mess with Joe a lot more. So you heat that thing up to about 167 degrees, or, sorry, 76 degrees. If what you want is a mellower coffee that's on the sweet side. But if you're more interested in the bold flavors, then you can crank your, your temperature all the way up to 205 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's a range of 80 to 96 degrees Celsius. Then uh, while your water is getting hot, you put an AeroPress paper filter into the cap and rinse it with water so that the paper clings to the inside of that black AeroPress cap. Now the cap is, you know, a little bit smaller than a hockey puck and it's hollow on the inside and it's got holes so that it, it, it will let the, uh, the coffee uh, bleed through it when it comes to plunging the, the AeroPress into your cup of coffee or into your mug. But it's interesting to note that not everybody agrees on rinsing your paper filters before you get started. Let's call it pressing, not plunging. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I have bad thoughts when you use the word plunge. <laughs> I, I have to agree. Oh, man, you just – okay, trying to wipe the slate clean. Think of like Mario or something instead. Okay, that's the second time I've That's referred. the second time in a row. Yeah, that's the second <laughs> week in a row we've referenced Mario Brothers. But okay – Back to the question, Eric, do you think that it's actually important to rinse your paper filters when you're making any kind of coffee? A lot of people speculate yes. that it changes yeah, the, I, like the flavor the, the flavor combination. Rinsing the paper, it leads to um, a better cup of joe that just has coffee flavor in it. Yeah, well, I mean, 
aside from that, it 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 helps the filter work better itself. You're um, yeah, I'm gonna go back to the to the V60 for a moment, but but when you or even the Chemex, when you when you wet the filter, it it helps wet it down and 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 spread it out against the against the funnel. So it's it's gonna it's it's prepared for for when you when you start. Uh, and that's mainly what I'm going for. I want it to cling to what it's setting in, what right. it's resting in. So right. in the case of the AeroPress, it's got to cling to the cap because if we're using the inverted method and you screw this thing on top, the paper filter sometimes falls into the brew. Correct. Yeah. And then when you go to press it, you wind up with coffee grounds in your mug. Yeah. Yeah. So plus, that's the main reason I, I, I rinse my paper. I mean, these these filters are made in a factory. You know, they 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 come off a line. They're they're shrink wrapped and they're put they're put in a box and they're sent to you. So I mean it's it's just a good idea to to just run some hot water over them, rinse off whatever. Who knows? I mean, who who knows what could be possibly st- stick into that filter? It is it gonna is it gonna dramatically change the the taste of your coffee? Right. I don't I don't think so. But or, yeah, no. but I just, I just think it's a good practice to get into. Um, for another reason, it, it it helps preheat your 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 vessel too. Um, oh really? Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you mean? So you're using like hot water to? Rinse well, the not so much filter? in the AeroPress, but but like in 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 the V60 or or a Chemex when you when you wet your filter, obviously that that water drips through, and it helps preheat that. So then you have some hot water that you can even use that. Don't just dump that down the sink. Use that to preheat your mug that you're going to use to drink out of. So, oh, see, so, that's so that point. way you're not taking this hot liquid and putting it into a room temperature cup and and getting it a, an immediate 15 degree drop or something in your coffee. It just helps temper the the mug and make it a little bit warmer, you know, a little bit hot hotter than 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 room temperature. Right. So okay. all, I mean, all those things added together, I think. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a good practice to get into. It's if if you forget to do it, yeah, big deal. It's not. It's not no. a showstopper or anything. But in the case of the AeroPress, it's very forgiving. So only a couple of times that I forgot to rinse my paper filter did it create a problem that gave me coffee grounds in my coffee. Yeah. Um. I, I've actually purposefully tried it with and without rinsing the paper filter and. Many times it was no problem at all. Well, you reuse your filters over and over too. Well, I have just to see what happened, but I'm not doing that so much anymore. Okay. And I'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, so first of all, you start your water heating up. Then you rinse the paper filter. You get that – well, we have to refer to plunging again because you take <laughs> the plunger. can't get away from it. It's actually called the plunger, the AeroPress plunger. Yeah, but it's called the AeroPress. Well, as a as an, an entire unit, yes, but I have to, I cannot call the cap the AeroPress and the plunger the AeroPress. You 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 put your but the act is press. You're pressing. You're oh you're pressing. So can we call it the press instead of the plunger? That's that's what I'm saying. Yes, let's please okay. do that. <laughs> I don't want to plunge my coffee. I want to press my coffee. Okay, so you take the press and you just stick that into the presser. The, the presser. You the take presser. The, yeah. Okay, you take the presser and you stick it up into the ch- the top of the chamber up to the number four with a circle around it. And then you stand this upside down so that the chamber is upside down. Really it's the- inverted. Correct. And you stand that up on your, on your counter. You take the funnel, the AeroPress funnel, you stick that in on top of what is now the inverted chamber. Then you take your grounds, your coffee grounds, and you pour them through the funnel into the chamber. Take the funnel off. And now you're ready if your hot water is ready – you're ready to pour that into the AeroPress, and that's the immersion part of it. That's the, the stir and steep that you, you you've got coffee grounds and you've got hot hot water in a in a chamber, and that's and that's essentially immersion. Yeah. So assuming your water is up to 176 or uh, 185 or 200 degrees, you now pour that in over about 10 seconds into the press, fill it all the way up to what I like to call the hexagonal collar. 
which is at the uh, bottom end of the chamber. So you've left maybe half an inch of the top of the press not filled with water and coffee grounds. So then you take the stirrer utensil that comes with the air press. You stir that thing very gently so that you don't agitate it too much. Now, why is it important, though, Eric, that we don't over-agitate the coffee grounds? I've heard some different opinions about this. Like when I was using the air press earlier on, I was stirring it not vigorously, but I was stirring it a lot harder than I've seen other people stir their coffee grounds. Okay. And and when you stopped doing that, did it change the flavor at all? Yes. It did? But I feel like I, really, I can't really explain why it makes a difference. To me, it all comes down to preference. You're essentially over immersing at that point. Immersion is is supposed to be a a a, a gentle chemical reaction between the water and the and the uh and Stop, the, some and the call it coffee. steeping. It, well, yeah, it is. If you're stirring it, you're putting another um an, a, another energy form in there that wouldn't necessarily happen in in a in a pure immersion. Maybe you are getting a, a, f- a few more bitter flavors than you would if you didn't. I don't see a huge difference when when I stir vigorously or I stir moderately or right and i've seen people who are very careful about only stirring for maybe four or five seconds and then to the other extreme i've seen aeropress recipes where people stirred the coffee for 30 seconds yeah so it's each to your own you know when if you if you notice if you stir it harder you're gonna you're gonna see the coffee fall out it's gonna be less likely to to float on top or to create float slowly down it'll 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 start to drop because it's it's saturated it's soaked but with the air press, it really doesn't matter because then, because then the second action is is the press. So you're pressing all that all that water then through the grounds anyway. There's so many forces going on in the there. Are, there is there is, and that's what that's what makes it such an interesting um, brewing device because it's not just one thing. It's not just immersion. It's not just a pour over. It's not just this. It, it's it's several. One thing is for sure: you're not shaking it; it's stirred. Absolutely, yeah. James Bond would approve. Or I thought he was – that's right. No, no. He he wants it shaken. He wants it shaken. Yeah, he wouldn't approve. He would not approve. Although maybe that's how he took his coffee. Maybe maybe he liked his – made differently than his martini. <laughs> Show title, James Bond would not approve. But he might. Now, you've let, you've let the coffee in the AeroPress steep for 60 to 70 seconds or so. And again, personal preference. I've had it both ways and it didn't seem to make a huge difference. But it, you get a mellower coffee if you finish the steeping in 60 seconds versus 70. And, and why, is this, why is this referred to as inverted? Okay, because technically, the way that the AeroPress uh, standard recipe works based on what is written in the manual that comes in the AeroPress box that was made by the Aerobee company, written by Alan Adler, his recipe says, you don't do it this way at all. You don't put the presserer into the top of the chamber. You set the pre- the chamber with the cap already attached to it on, on your top cup. of your coffee cup. Yeah. And then you pour your grounds in on top. You pour the water in on top of that into the chamber, and then you agitate it a little bit, and then you pressurize that thing. And, and what quick. and what happens when you it goes when you straight use into the mug? Well, I know, but but I mean, what happens? Uh, the reason why you and I both prefer the inverted method because to me that seems like the way that that the thing should have been designed, rather than calling it it inverted. I think I think the way that 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 the package refers to it should be called the inverted method. That's my primary. Uh, understanding of the way this device should be used. Um, Interesting. But what I'm asking you is: is when you when you put the filter down on your cup and you start pouring water over it, what 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 always happens? A little bit of the a little bit of it starts coffee, to drain through. Yeah, it starts to drain through before yeah. you put in the press. So you're not you're not you're not getting the same steep that you would with the inverted. With the inverted, nothing's going anywhere until you want it to. 
but with the standard recipe, I guess that that comes with the package, you're you're always going to get a little bit of of initial drip through. That's a good point. Yes,、yeah, so、in in this case, you are genuinely getting total immersion, right? With the inverted method. Yeah, the other way is almost. It takes a little bit. Of, It's a mixture of immersion, pour over, and then pressure. <laughs> It is. It is everything for all people. Right. So you take whatever your worldview, and the AeroPress represents you. Yeah, and that and that <laughs> and that that that's really what's what's great about it is it is such a simple little device, but there's many 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 ways to use it. So we got we've got to that point in the recipe. You're ready to. You came to the end of steeping. You twist the cap on top, and then you flip your Whole AeroPress over onto、Quickly. your coffee mug, as carefully as you can, just to make sure that none of the components pop apart yeah. and yeah, leave the brew all over yourself at the counter, which has happened a couple of times. It, there are a few hazards of the, the AeroPress. Yeah, best done over a laundry sink if you have one nearby, just in case. Yes, and then you sit it on top of the coffee mug, and then you press down the presser on top, and you get that thing、uh, to go all the way down in about twelve seconds or so. You know, some like to press it fast, some like to press it slowly. And when they're brand new, it's it's hard to press, right? Because the the rubber ca- cap on、it's、the tip very, of the presser is、yeah. very tight. Yeah. And then after using it for a year, that thing is going to be so loose that you you'll probably need to replace your AeroPress because it will just not hold together. Can you replace? Can you get replacement gaskets? You know, I haven't thought about it, and I haven't checked into that. Okay. But I probably could. I, I probably could have approached Arabi, yeah, and asked him. But I just last week threw away my first AeroPress because it got so loose, it was creating leaks, and I was having to hold it very because it was so fragile. So you're on your second one. I just started using my second one, and, and you notice a big difference between oh yeah, bet, bet, between how hard it is to push. Yeah, it's pretty tight. That, in there. See, I, I was watching you do it for years, or, or for a year, I guess. And 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 the first time I did it myself was I thought I was doing something wrong, like. Am I a weakling? What, what's the problem here? Move, press. <laughs> you get a lot of resistance. You're right. You do. On. Yeah.、Uh, and so yeah, then when you come to a stop, basically you've mashed all of the coffee grounds into a coffee puck inside of the cap. You lift your press off of your coffee mug. You go over to the trash can. You unscrew the the cap. Which is so easy,、mm-hmm. and then you just push a little of、uh, pressure on the、uh, the presser, and then it pops that coffee puck right, right out of the yeah right, out of the chamber, right in the garbage can, and a little bit of rinsing, and you're done. Boom. Yeah, it's it's ah,、oh, and you're done, man. Like what you what you wind up into the cup is essentially a, akin to I will not call it espresso. It is like an alternative to espresso. It would be it would be the、uh, I guess the redheaded stepchild of espresso. It's because <laughs> it is it is. It is pressure. You know, you are using pressure, n- not nearly the amount that you would use in an espresso machine.、Um, so it's it's somewhere in that in that nebulous area between between drip coffee, between immersion coffee, and then espresso. It's not drip and it's not espresso, but it's somewhere in between. And a lot of people just like to drink it that way,、mm-hmm. and because it, there's not much to it, and you can gulp it down. You know, maybe that's your thing. I know a lot of people who just want to get the kick from the caffeine and move on. And they don't really want to think about where they left their mug, and you know, downstairs or in the elevator. I mean, it could be anywhere. So they just want to get that thing out of the way, and then get back to their desk and get back to work. And and I totally respect that. But if you savor your coffee just a little bit, then what you do is you drink that slowly, right? And if if that's your thing, maybe you also want to dilute your your AeroPress coffee.、Mm-hmm. And I think that this is the way to go. Personally,、uh, there are lots of AeroPress recipes where you dilute it with maybe half a cup of water. All the way up to like a whole cup of water, 
And uh, that varies the strength. That varies how much coffee you have in the cup. Because when you when you do this for the first time and you look down in your mug, you're like, I did all of that for that for a, for these for these few precious ounces, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it feels very underwhelming. Yeah, and that I was think- exactly my first. I, I, again, I thought I did something wrong. Like, what? Wait a minute. I poured all this water in the chamber and I have half a cup. What the world just happened? <laughs> it's like squeezing your own orange juice. It's just like super evaporation. Where did it all go? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're using the original recipe, you feel like you used more coffee grounds. Yeah. There's more coffee yeah. grounds than there it, was fluid coffee in the mug. That is a good analogy. It's like pressing your own orange juice. You know, you've got 30 used oranges stacked up on the counter and, and, and you have like a third of a pitcher. Where did it all go? So you remember when Lois Lane was, uh, you know, milking her own orange juice in Superman Two? Every time I think about making my own freshly squeezed orange juice, that's what comes to mind. <laughs> okay, so then what I usually do is I dilute my coffee so that the end product brings it up to two hundred and seventy grams, which is I have it in my notes about ten ounces, which is about ten ounces, uh, a little bit more than your average cup of coffee, and it just tastes great. It's pretty balanced. It uh, gives you some of the sweetness. It gives you some of the boldness that you like. And if you want to make it a little bit bolder, you you know bring it down to eight ounces of water, maybe maybe nine. Again, it's just it's it's flexible. Before you ever add your milk, your cream, your sugar, your whatever, you've got a pretty solid black cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and that's what I leave it at. Like this was actually what also sold me on black coffee. Back when I started with the AeroPress, I was still using cream. I almost never used sugar. Over the years, I've almost never used sugar. And the main reason I was using cream was to mellow out all the undesirable flavors from drip coffee makers, Mm -hmm. especially the bitterness. Yeah. And what you find with AeroPress coffee is it's it's, uh, noticeably less acidic than other coffee makers in general. It's hard to say why. You take the same beans and you brew them with a pour over and you get some of that acidity if you're not careful. If you're sloppy with the AeroPress, you wind up with something that's not very acidic. Right. And then it also takes out a lot of the bitterness. It's a very forgiving cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And again, another one of the reasons why it's so approachable for beginners. So we got to wrap up here pretty quick, but I do want to talk about the one downside. And Eric, do you know what that is off the top of your head? Think, down- about, think about one huge difference between this total immersion device and a French press. One huge difference. I can't read your mind. Sorry, Joe. You have the one cup of coffee and the many. You make you can get the French press that makes eight cups of coffee. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But but I, again, that's a feature as as far as I'm concerned. If you're trying to serve coffee to your dinner party, you get out your AeroPress. You're, if you bring out your AeroPress at a dinner party, you're not obligated to make anybody coffee, and you put the thing away. Yeah, yeah. I I just wanted to show you what I had. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's that's true, but I think you need to you need to go in if the AeroPress is something you want to look into. You need to go into it with with the mentality that this is that this is a, a replacement or it's a it's a uh, piece of piece of equipment in your in your in your coffee arsenal, similar to your Keurig machine if you have one of those. Uh, it's 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 for you. It's for your coffee and maybe maybe for two people. Maybe if you make a very very strong concentrate using the AeroPress and then and then make an americano essentially to that you can you can stretch it to two cups i guess if you wanted to but yeah this is i wouldn't i wouldn't think of that so much as a as a downside i think of, of it more as a feature as long as you as you know that going into it 
That's a very good point. And the, it, it, context is king. Like this is actually in the article that I've wrote up about the Europe press. I have a little bit of a section where I compare it to the French press. And I begin it by saying there are many coffee enthusiasts that swear allegiance to one brewing device over others. We have found a more democratic approach here at Top Brew. Make the best coffee with what you have that suits your needs for this occasion. The AeroPress is better in some instances than the French press right. and vice versa. Right. And and again, I like I said earlier, it comes down to me, it comes down to roast. Different coffees, I think, taste better using different methods. There you go. So it, it's 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 never a bad thing to have more than one more than one device. But but if you're gonna have a single device and, and you're the sole coffee drinker, I mean the AeroPress is a a good option. Right. If you're a college kid mm-hmm. or if you're oh, yeah. a single man, right. you know, go with the AeroPress all the way. If yeah. you're a couple, a happy couple that shares coffee and has similar tastes, maybe you want to stick with the French press. Yeah. Or just move on to the Chemex. And and as with, with everything, I think in, in what we've been calling fussy coffee, the scale is the single most important piece of equipment that you can have in your kitchen to help you make a more consistent cup each day, regardless of, of whatever method you're using. So in the end, the AeroPress coffee maker is the perfect coffee maker. We've just eliminated all the downsides. So it's it's a perfect machine. With a kitchen scale. <laughs> hey, that's what they need for the 2.0 model of the AeroPress. Right. Now with scale. Yeah. <laughs> and can it come in different colors? Can I get it in gold? No. And you know, it actually has gold lettering on the side, so scratch that. I want it in like space gray. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this ends episode nine of Top Brew. And it was fun. You can find our show notes for this week at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash nine. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at topbrewfm, and we actually say things there. And you can talk to us too. We'll listen to you, and we'll talk back at you if we have to. And then you can also find us on facebook.com slash topbrewfm for all those people out there who don't tweet. But if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss on our show – then please leave in your message or your tweet, hashtag AskTopBrew. Finally, I want to say thanks again to our episode's sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. This show is made possible by all the support of our loving sponsor. <laughs> so enjoy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that you heard about them from us. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. Top Brew.